When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am answering a question texted into the podcast phone line about self-blame. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that for years, years, I have been looking for a very specific cut of pants, and it has been shockingly difficult to find in plus size, but I finally found them, and I am wearing them today, and I am thrilled. My thorn is I just kind of built out a weird week for myself this week with lots of personal meetings and obligations, and um, it's feeling a bit chaotic, if I'm honest. My bud, though, is that tonight I want to make a really yummy, veggie-heavy dinner. I just want to go to, like, Fresh Market and, like, get really good ingredients and go home and cook and just romanticize my life. So very much looking forward to that. Now let's get into today's question. How does a four like me or any type process and heal from trauma involving others, especially when I myself is to blame for much of it? I can't seem to release my own shame of my portion of the mess. Thanks. Thank you so much for sending in such a thoughtful question. And kind of within this, I hear two questions. One, how do I heal from trauma? Two, how do I release self-blame and shame? So for trauma, I highly recommend therapy. I really do think we need support in that department. I also really love the book, The Body Keeps the Score, as well as The Wisdom of Your Body for exploring how trauma gets stored in our body. Those in conjunction with trauma-informed therapy is going to be so supportive for you. And as a reminder, if you aren't insured or if your insurance doesn't cover therapy, you can always search through Open Path to find a sliding scale therapist in your area or through BetterHelp, they offer discounted sessions as well. Now for your second half of the question, how to move through self-blame and shame, I have a few points I'm just gonna run through. First, the Enneagram 4 structure leans toward internalization, meaning you are inclined to blame yourself. So I'm skeptical of the idea that it is all your fault and maybe would explore the possibility that it isn't. What if you were just a kid? What if you learned somehow that you were bad and many of your behaviors were a response to that? So journal on the possibility that you are not the problem. And what would it look like if that were the case? What would your understanding of your life be if it wasn't your fault? Number two, 
Additionally, the reality is that we are all the problem. We all contribute to our lives and to people in both positive and negative ways. It's just part of being human. So meet yourself with curiosity. Why did I do the things I did? And see it as a process for how to move forward. I don't know what your specific situation is, but I'm going to use yelling as an example. So maybe you're like, I yelled because I felt like I wouldn't be heard if I didn't. I wanted to be understood. I felt shut down. I recognize that when I yell, it can be hurtful to other people. It makes me feel bad about myself later on. So I know that I don't want to yell in the future. So next time the urge to yell arises, I will take space and breathe and validate my own feelings instead of begging for someone else to do it for me. The reason that this process is important is because when we're looking to release shame, what we're really doing is is shame is holding on to the things that we've done in the past as though they are something that's more flawed than everyone else, right? It's kind of like, this is so bad that I need to protect it. I need to hide it. I need to tuck it away and I need to not look at it. And therefore, it must be really, really bad. And the truth is that we're all just as human as everyone else. We're all making mistakes. We're all doing things that are good. None of us are are really more human than anyone of the other ones of us, right? So when we can switch this thought from shame toward growth, we can take this kind of shameful, hiding, isolating feeling of self-blame and turn it into action toward who we want to be. And therefore, we can start to build trust in ourselves that we are good people who do good things because we are good people doing good things, right? Where we're proactively listening, adjusting, and improving based on the input that we're receiving from other people on how our actions impact them. Number three, apologize. Often the fours in my life feel as though they are uniquely bad or broken. And because of that, they often prevent themselves from apologizing for fear of that fear being validated. So it can be helpful to think of it like characters in a book. Like if I was a character who believed that I am good and worthy of love, what would I do in this situation? Because often people who have an ultimate belief that they are worthy of acceptance are quickest to apologize. And not, not to grovel, not to like beg for forgiveness, but simply to say in a casual way, sorry, I made you feel that way. I'll pay attention to that next time because they aren't allowing other people to be authorities in their life. They don't think that your opinion of them is more true than their opinion of themselves. However, it's important that we acknowledge that we don't get to these places on our own, right? A person who believes that they are innately good probably had parental figures telling them that they were good, while those who think that they are bad are more likely to have parental messaging that there's something wrong with them, and this can make it difficult to rewire the pattern. However, that brings me to my next point. Today's podcast is brought to you by Indeed. Think about someone who has changed your life for the better. How incredible would it be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you needed them? If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. 
Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. If you have ever put a job posting up and gotten hundreds or thousands of responses from unqualified candidates who maybe you don't even find out are unqualified until you've done way too many interviews and wasted way too much of your time, Indeed is for you, especially their Instant Match feature. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you. So sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend in time or resources on hiring. Visit indeed.com slash egram to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash egram. That's indeed.com slash egram. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Point number four, recognize the pattern of thought and try to break it up. Try to interrupt it. What triggers your negative self-talk? What does it feel like to be triggered? What do you typically say to yourself or how do you typically behave when you're feeling triggered? And what's a more productive replacement for what you're trying to achieve with those actions or thoughts? So again, continuing yelling as an example, when you feel, you know, maybe when you feel criticized, you yell. However, instead of yelling, maybe you would like to remind yourself that your feelings are valid, you are worthy of being heard, and you can be heard much more fully if you speak calmly in a low tone. Maybe it's not about what you're saying, but more about how you're saying it. These are things to explore in your journey to releasing the belief that you are bad. Bad people don't apologize quickly, right? Bad people, people who are truly bad, don't care how they impact other people. So that whole shame and self-blame, it really needs to be moved through you, through the action of, you know, taking time to apologize, recognizing the thought pattern and choosing a new behavior. So I'm feeling triggered. I want to talk down to myself. Instead of talking down to myself, I'm going to validate my feelings. Instead of, why are you like this? I'm going to say, you're like this because you were taught that there's something wrong with you because your parents struggled to emotionally regulate and they took that out on you and that is not your fault. You know, these are these are made up examples, but maybe your situation's different, but just validate, pour love back in, find a, a different behavior that you can replace so that you're adding some good in and you're not so much focusing on how you're not supposed to be, but instead focusing on pouring more love in. 
Number five, when it comes to shame and self-blame, I've found it so cathartic to tell someone, to just talk to someone about it, someone who I trust, someone who's non-judgmental, to just tell them the things I think that are like so bad that I've done or said, and then let them show me that it's not that big of a deal and that I can be loved anyway. My husband and I did this for each other when we first started dating. We would just tell each other our worst things we've ever done. And then we'd kind of laugh at the things we really thought were so shameful and so bad. And, and shame really breeds and grows in the darkness and in isolation. So if you can turn the lights on, look at it, name it, find the source of that behavior, and then share it with another person who's going to say that's like actually not that big of a deal that's going to do a ton for releasing the darkness, like the, the hold that it has on you. And finally, number six, this is my favorite. It's just to recognize your inner family, meaning the part of you that is playing certain roles, right? There's the little kid in you that just wants to play and wants to be loved, wants to be seen as good. Then there's, you know, maybe the protector part of you that's wanting to guard you, keep you safe. Each of us has, you know, these different roles that are happening inside of us that are serving a purpose. They're playing a role to keep us safe, to keep us protected, to keep us from being vulnerable. And in, with that in mind, we want to make sure that we're having conversations with them, that we're not just letting them take charge in the ways that they want to, and that we're letting the right ones take charge at the right time. So for example, let's say your protector is the one who likes to yell. So when you're in danger, it speaks louder. It speaks more forcefully. Maybe it says harsh things. Well, that's your protector's job. When you're actually in danger, it's doing its job. So what it really needs is a reminder that, whoa, hey, protector, I see that you're feeling threatened right now, but in this situation, we're actually really safe. So we don't need you. I know it feels scary, but right now I'm going to invite in maybe the, the nurturing part of myself, the part of me that's going to listen to what I think, listen to how I feel and validate those feelings and allow them to just kind of come and go naturally and not force a fixing, not create more, more shame in my life, but instead just let this part of me take over. And by identifying your inner family, you can have a lot more compassion for some of the things that you've maybe done in the past, right? Like your protector took over and acted out in a certain way that didn't serve you, didn't serve others. You've apologized to that person, or maybe you've, you know, made amends in the way that's safe for you, depending on the situation. And we can pour love back in. Let's let the nurturer take over now and remind you that those are in the past and that that was really scary for you and that the protector took over maybe at the wrong place in the wrong time and that that's okay and that you're just as human as everyone else. You're not uniquely flawed. You are just as good and just as rough around the edges as any other person. And the fact that you're asking these questions, right, shows me that you're good because you care. So the, the the people who hold on to shame the most, right, are the people who are most empathetic, right? Because what you're afraid of is hurting someone. So really hold on to that, that this is coming from a place of empathy 
And that empathy needs to be turned toward yourself in order to move through it and think more proactively about, okay, these are little bits of information about what does not feel good to me, what makes me feel like I'm out of alignment with my values, and I'm going to, you know, how can I do differently next time? I'm presented with a similar situation. How can I empathize with my past self and then be proactive to make sure that my future self can make different choices because I know this doesn't feel good to me or others. All right, I hope that this was helpful. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. If you have Enneagram questions, you can look in the show notes. There's a phone number there. You can text your question in. You can call your question in, leave a voicemail, and we'll answer it in a future Wednesday episode. Thank you guys so much for being here, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.